How y'all doing that? Sure like to thank y'all for stopping by to have a cigar with Uncle Maduro. Look at here. Now y'all knows before we get started, I always like to tell y'all what I'm smoking on. And tonight, I'm smoking on Asylum 13. Ooh, man. Let me tell y'all about this little stick here. Now this is the first time I ever had anything from the Asylum brand. First, tell y'all what these folks say about this stick here. Then old Uncle Maduro will tell y'all what I think about it, all right? Now, this Asylum 13 cigar features a blend of Nicaraguan long fillers rolled with Cuban seeds. Wow, Cuban seeds. This premium plus size stick boosts ravishing hints of cocoa, espresso, sweetness, and spice for a rich, flawless flavor throughout the entirety of your smoke. Despite its massive size, the Asylum 13 is known for a slow, smooth burn and a razor-sharp finish. The thick and invigorating the Sound 13 is a must-try for any aficionado in the mood for something a bit bigger and stronger. Ooh, ooh let me tell you. Now, usually I don't smoke sticks in this size. You see what I'm saying? But let me tell you, this is a pretty good little stick here. I don't think it's something that I would smoke often and regular, but for occasions like this, you know, because y'all know I kind of try a bit of everything. Like, I have, I'm not like one of them guys that has like a big humidor like some of my cigar aficionado friends. You know, man, they got humidors inside their house, you know, you can like walk into. You know, they got rooms look like look like a humidor. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and they just they got all kinds in there. But see, I'm still trying to get my little foot here in this game, you know, to see what I like. So at this time, I like to try a bit of everything, you know, before I start getting settled in my ways and in my lifestyle, where I can start accumulating a big humidor. You know, it's like some of my buddies do. I mean, they can go through a nuclear bomb in a bunker and still have cigars until the world come back again. But let me tell you. So, hey, look, you guys get a chance. Go to your local cigar spot first, like I always tell y'all. See if they got this Asylum 13. Check it out for yourself and see what you think about it. These folks, they're talking about these cocos and these espressos and these sweeteners and the spices. All this stuff, I don't know about all that. But so far, it's been a good smooth stick. I can say that, and I'm really enjoying it. So check out your local cigar spot. See if they got some 13, you can try it out. If not, go online to CIA Hopes or somewhere like that and see if y'all can find them cigars there. Now, now, um, now here lately, I'm also going to be mentioning in the beginning of my show, you know, Cigars for Warriors. You know, all you aficionados out there, y'all know what this is when you go to a local cigar spot. If your local cigar spot supports Cigars for Warriors, hey, look, you guys support this group. They send cigars over to our troops over there overseas where when they ain't doing them combat things, they can relax and have a cigar. Sometimes having a cigar and looking to your iPhone or whatever kind of phone you got, LG, and just taking time out of mind with all that craziness, that's what's needed. So, hey, look. This pie talk here is a supporter of Cigars for Warriors. Now, Cigars for Warriors does not support this pie talk. Anything said on this pie talk, Cigars for Warriors don't ain't, ain't a part of. This just my crazy talk. I love Cigars for Warriors. My man at Rod Cigar Spot, he does packaging for Cigars for Warriors. And me and the guys, we get together on Fridays sometimes, and we go, not sometimes, they all the time, me sometimes. Because sometimes I have to do something for work. I don't get, I don't, I don't go over there to the guys, you know, the bag cigars. But every Friday when they had them names, you know, Bob sent out that text to all the fellas, and they meet up, they, they, they meet up at the place over there, 
and they bag up hundreds of cigars. Just bag them up. We have like a assembly line going. Like I say, I goes over there when I ain't you know when I ain't got no work duties on Fridays. I go over and help them out. But this podcast definitely supports cigars for warriors. But cigars for warriors do not support this pod talk or affiliated with this pod talking anyway. Now I'm gonna say that every show because I want y'all, you know, cigar aficionados. When you go to cigar spot. If you ain't going to donate some of your old cigars you ain't smoked in a long time to your cigar spot to send a cigar for Warriors, you know, put some money in the little thing. I'm quite sure your little cigar spot has a little bucket, a little white, I mean, a little transparent pill up there with money up with a, with a, a bot, a, a, what they call them little things, a little plastic thing up there with cigars for Warriors on. You can drop a dollar in it or some of your spare change. When you go up there, you don't like no change jiggling in your pocket. You give them, them, them people a $100 bill, and they give y'all back 50 cent change. Throw that 50 cent inside that little jar for Cigars of Warriors, because that helps with the posters, okay? So I'm going to start saying that every show now. But like I say again, Cigars for Warriors did not support this show or affiliated with this show or agree with anything this show say. It's just that me, Uncle Maduro, I love Cigars for Warriors. I love helping out Bob. And I love helping out the troops to bag up these cigars to send our troops overseas. <laughs> All right. But look at here, 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 here. I got some talk here for y'all tonight because y'all know we're going into this election thing. And what all these politicians talk about? All these politics talks about taxation. You know, if, 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 it ain't, if it ain't some social issue, the biggest cry every year since I've been born is taxation. Every president going to cut taxes. See what I'm saying? But what we're going to learn about tonight, we're going to take a look at the taxation system in the United States. Because it's time for old Uncle Maduro to start giving y'all a little education and background on what y'all deals with every day. You see, a lot of times out here, we're talking to talking heads. You know, we listen to other folks who ain't really explaining things to us the way we need to understand things. And a lot of times, with all the information on the internet, we ain't looking and searching for the right information or a group of information to put things together to form our own analogy. So tonight, we're going to take a look at the taxation system of the United States. Now, y'all know once upon a time, I always, on one of the previous kind of pod talks, I said, you know, uh, taxation is like slavery. And two of my pod listeners, I only got two pod listeners, two of my little pod talk listeners saying, well, how you compare everything to slavery? Well, Y'all got to stop looking at slavery in the term of black and white and American slavery. Sometimes you can be a slave to the minimum wage, or you can be a slave to taxation, or you can be a slave to your old lady. You can be a slave to a lot of things. So stop any time the word pop up slavery. Y'all always think about black and white. Stop that. That's just an ignorant society who is bought into this political movement to weaponize the word slavery for these politician terms. Slavery can mean a slave to anything. Like me. I was a slave to getting married. I got married so many times and got screwed out so much money because I was a slave to it. I was a slave to that thing between them gals' legs. I'm not a slave to it anymore, but I sure do like watching it every now and then, especially when I go on Pornhub. <laughs> I'm just busy with y'all. Look at right now, I'm going to sit back here with my assignment 13, and y'all going to take a listen to this pie talk here on taxation. Afterward, I'm going to come back and say a little bit. I'm not going to say too much because it's a long little pod talk, all right? So I'll tell you what, I'm going to catch up with y'all on the flip side, all right? All right now. Let's take a look at taxation in the United States. But first a quick look at how taxation is a form of slavery. The plantation owner is our government. They own the land. We, the people, purchase the land and homes, pay off the mortgage, and then rent the property from the county and city governments. In actuality, the governments have put we the people, into a state of slavery, like it or not. 
From the conception of purchase, the property owner pays a rent to local governments. That fact is not only for the buyer of property but it is also true for the renter of property. Rent is a reflection of the property tax. Example, you purchase property and rent living space out to individuals or families. Is not the rent a reflection of the property tax? When the property tax is increased by local governments, isn't the result an increase in the rent? So, in essence, the renter pays a property tax as does the property owner. We the people in this country never own property. We purchase property and immediately start to pay rent to the local government. It's called property tax. It is perpetual slavery. Let's say slavery is legal here in America. We all know that slavery was abolished by the 13th Amendment to our Constitution in the year 1863. For, for the sake of dialogue, let's discuss this further, I buy a slave at the slave market and pay dollars for that slave and put him or her to work for my financial gain. The slave labors for my financial gain until the day that he or she dies. Only death will put an end to the state of slavery. Now for a similar scenario. I go to the real estate market and buy property. I purchase a house and pay dollars to put myself and family into this home. The government sends me a tax statement demanding money. I am compelled to pay for the right to life on that property. Life requires shelter. You cannot survive without shelter and it's a known fact that the unalienable right to life, as stated in the federal and state constitutions across this nation, requires shelter. I, the property owner, am now forced to labor to obtain money for the government. My labor will be in the form of tax dollars that I must involuntarily labor for. The tax is not based on the ability to pay as all taxation should be, according to the principles of taxation. I am now in a state of slavery. Living a life without property taxation is non-existent. The result is a fact of life and it is perpetual slavery. There is no such thing in American as living free. Life is expensive and getting more so every day. Now, let's take a look taxation in the United States. The United States of America has separate federal, state, and local governments with taxes imposed at each of these levels. Taxes are levied on income, payroll, property, sales, capital gains, dividends, imports, estates, and gifts, as well as various fees. In 2010, taxes collected by federal, state, and municipal governments amounted to 24.8% of GDP. In the OECD, only Chile and Mexico are taxed less as a share of their GDP. Taxes fall much more heavily on labor income than on capital income. Divergent taxes and subsidies for different forms of income and spending can also constitute a form of indirect taxation of some activities over others. For example, individual spending on higher education can be said to be taxed at a high rate, compared to other forms of personal expenditure which are formally recognized as investments. Taxes are imposed on net income of individuals and corporations by the federal, most state, and some local governments. Citizens and residents are taxed on worldwide income and allowed a credit for foreign taxes. Income subject to tax is determined under tax accounting rules, not financial accounting principles, and includes almost all income from whatever source. Most business expenses reduce taxable income, though limits apply to a few expenses. Individuals are permitted to reduce taxable income by personal allowances and certain non-business expenses, including home mortgage interest, state and local taxes, charitable contributions, and medical and certain other expenses incurred above certain percentages of income. State rules for determining taxable income often differ from federal rules. Federal marginal tax rates vary from 10% to 37% of taxable income. State and local tax rates vary widely by jurisdiction, from 0% to 13.3% of income, and many are graduated. State taxes are generally treated as a deductible expense for federal tax computation, although the 2017 tax law imposed a $10,000 limit on the state and local tax, SALT, deduction, 
which raised the effective tax rate on medium and high earners in high tax states. Prior to the SALT deduction limit, the average deduction exceeded $10,000 in most of the Midwest, and exceeded $11,000 in most of the northeastern United States, as well as California and Oregon. The states impacted the most by the limit were the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, and CT, and California. The average SALT deduction in those states was greater than $17,000 in 2014. The United States is one of two countries in the world that taxes its non-resident citizens on worldwide income, in the same manner and rates as residents, the other is Eritrea. The U.S. Supreme Court upheld the constitutionality of imposition of such a tax in the case of Cook v. Tate. Payroll taxes are imposed by the federal and all state governments. These include Social Security and Medicare taxes imposed on both employers and employees, at a combined rate of 15.3%, 13.3% for 2011 and 2012. Social Security tax applies only to the first $132,900 of wages in 2019. There is an additional Medicare tax of 0.9% on wages above $200,000. Employers must withhold income taxes on wages. An unemployment tax and certain other levies apply to employers. Payroll taxes have dramatically increased as a share of federal revenue since the 1950s, while corporate income taxes have fallen as a share of revenue. Corporate profits have not fallen as a share of GDP. Property taxes are imposed by most local governments and many special purpose authorities based on the fair market value of property. School and other authorities are often separately governed, and impose separate taxes. Property tax is generally imposed only on realty, though some jurisdictions tax some forms of business property. Property tax rules and rates vary widely with annual median rates ranging from 0.2% to 1.9% of a property's value depending on the state. Sales taxes are imposed by most states and some localities on the price at retail sale of many goods and some services. Sales tax rates vary widely among jurisdictions, from 0% to 16%, and may vary within a jurisdiction based on the particular goods or services taxed. Sales tax is collected by the seller at the time of sale, or remitted as used tax by buyers of taxable items who did not pay sales tax. The United States imposes tariffs or customs duties on the import of many types of goods from many jurisdictions. These tariffs or duties must be paid before the goods can be legally imported. Rates of duty vary from 0% to more than 20%, based on the particular goods and country of origin. Estate and gift taxes are imposed by the federal and some state governments on the transfer of property inheritance, by will, or by lifetime donation. Similar to federal income taxes, federal estate and gift taxes are imposed on worldwide property of citizens and residents and allow a credit for foreign taxes. U.S. Federal Tax Receipts for 2014 the U.S. has an assortment of federal, state, local, and special-purpose governmental jurisdictions. Each imposes taxes to fully or partly fund its operations. These taxes may be imposed on the same income, property, or activity, often without offset of one tax against another. The types of tax imposed at each level of government vary, in part due to constitutional restrictions. Income taxes are imposed at the federal and most state levels. Taxes on property are typically imposed only at the local level, although there may be multiple local jurisdictions that tax the same property. Other excise taxes are imposed by the federal and some state governments. Sales taxes are imposed by most states and many local governments. Customs duties or tariffs are only imposed by the federal government. A wide variety of user fees or license fees are also imposed. Types of taxpayers. Taxes may be imposed on individuals, natural persons, business entities, estates, trusts, or other forms of organization. Taxes may be based on property, income, transactions, transfers, importations of goods, business activities or a variety of factors, 
and are generally imposed on the type of taxpayer for whom such tax base is relevant. Thus, property taxes tend to be imposed on property owners. In addition, certain taxes, particularly income taxes, may be imposed on the members of organizations for the organization's activities. Therefore, partners are taxed on the income of their partnership. With a few exceptions, one level of government does not impose tax on another level of government or its instrumentalities. Income tax. Federal effective tax rates by income percentile and component as projected for 2014 by the Tax Policy Center. Taxes based on income are imposed at the federal, most state, and some local levels within the United States. The tax systems within each jurisdiction may define taxable income separately. Many states refer to some extent to federal concepts for determining taxable income. History of the income tax. The first income tax in the United States was implemented with the Revenue Act of 1861 by Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War. In 1895 the Supreme Court ruled that the U.S. federal income tax on interest income, dividend income, and rental income was unconstitutional in Pollock v. Farmers Loan and Trust Co., because it was a direct tax. The Pollock decision was overruled by the ratification of the 16th Amendment to the United States Constitution in 1913, and by subsequent U.S. Supreme Court decisions including Graves v. New York X. Rel. O'Keefe, South Carolina v. Baker, and Bruss Haber v. Union Pacific Railroad Co. Basic Concepts The U.S. income tax system imposes a tax based on income on individuals, corporations, estates, and trusts. The tax is taxable income, as defined, times a specified tax rate. This tax may be reduced by credits, some of which may be refunded if they exceed the tax calculated. Taxable income may differ from income for other purposes, such as for financial reporting. The definition of taxable income for federal purposes is used by many, but far from all states. Income and deductions are recognized under tax rules, and there are variations within the rules among the states. Book and tax income may differ. Income is divided into capital gains, which are taxed at a lower rate and only when the taxpayer chooses to realize them, and ordinary income, which is taxed at higher rates and on an annual basis. Because of this distinction, capital is taxed much more lightly than labor. Under the U.S. system, individuals, corporations, estates, and trusts are subject to income tax. Partnerships are not taxed, rather, their partners are subject to income tax on their shares of income and deductions, and take their shares of credits. Some types of business entities may elect to be treated as corporations or as partnerships. Taxpayers are required to file tax returns and self-assess tax. Tax may be withheld from payments of income, example withholding of tax from wages. To the extent taxes are not covered by withholdings, taxpayers must make estimated tax payments, generally quarterly. Tax returns are subject to review and adjustment by taxing authorities, though far fewer than all returns are reviewed. Taxable income is gross income less exemptions, deductions, and personal exemptions. Gross income includes all income from whatever source. Certain income, however, is subject to tax exemption at the federal or state levels. This income is reduced by tax deductions including most business and some non-business expenses. Individuals are also allowed a deduction for personal exemptions, a fixed dollar allowance. The allowance of some non-business deductions is phased out at higher income levels. Filing Status The U.S. federal and most state income tax systems tax the worldwide income of citizens and residents. A federal foreign tax credit is granted for foreign income taxes. Individuals residing abroad may also claim the foreign earned income exclusion. Individuals may be a citizen or resident of the United States but not a resident of a state. Many states grant a similar credit for taxes paid to other states. These credits are generally limited to the amount of tax on income from foreign, or other state, sources. 
Historical federal marginal tax rates for income for the lowest and highest income earners in the U.S. Federal and state income taxes calculated, and returns filed, for each taxpayer. Two married individuals may calculate tax and file returns jointly or separately. In addition, unmarried individuals supporting children or certain other relatives may file a return as a head of household. Parent subsidiary groups of companies may elect to file a consolidated return. Graduated tax rates. Progressive effective tax burden. Income tax rates differ at the federal and state levels for corporations and individuals. Federal and many state income tax rates are higher, graduated, at higher levels of income. The income level at which various tax rates apply for individuals varies by filing status. The income level at which each rate starts generally is higher, i.e., tax is lower, for married couples filing a joint return or single individuals filing as head of household. Individuals are subject to federal graduated tax rates from 10% to 39.6%. Corporations are subject to federal graduated rates of tax from 15% to 35%, a rate of 34% applies to income from $335,000 to $15 million. State income tax rates, in states which have a tax on personal incomes, vary from 1% to 16%, including local income tax where applicable. Nine states do not have a tax on ordinary personal incomes. These include Alaska, Florida, Nevada, South Dakota, Texas, Washington, and Wyoming. Two states with a tax only on interest and dividend income of individuals, are New Hampshire and Tennessee. State and local taxes are generally deductible in computing federal taxable income. Federal and many state individual income tax rate schedules differ based on the individual's filing status. Income. Share of income tax paid by level of income. The top 2.7% of taxpayers, those with income over $250,000, paid 51.6% of the federal income taxes in 2014. Taxable income is gross income less adjustments and allowable tax deductions. Gross income for federal and most states is receipts and gains from all sources less cost of goods sold. Gross income includes all income from whatever source, and is not limited to cash received. Income from illegal activities is taxable and must be reported to the IRS. The amount of income recognized is generally the value received or which the taxpayer has a right to receive. Certain types of income are specifically excluded from gross income. The time at which gross income becomes taxable is determined under federal tax rules. This may differ in some cases from accounting rules. Certain types of income are excluded from gross income, and therefore subject to tax exemption. The exclusions differ at federal and state levels. For federal income tax, interest income on state and local bonds is exempt, while few states exempt any interest income except from municipalities within that state. In addition, certain types of receipts, such as gifts and inheritances, and certain types of benefits, such as employer-provided health insurance, are excluded from income. Foreign non-resident persons are taxed only on income from U.S. sources or from a U.S. business. Tax on foreign non-resident persons on non-business income is at 30% of the gross income, but reduced under many tax treaties. These brackets are the taxable income plus the standard deduction for a joint return. That deduction is the first bracket. For example, a couple earning $88,600 by September owes $10,453, $1,865 for 10% of the income from $12,700 to $31,500, plus $8,588 for 15% of the income from $31,500 to $88,600. Now, for every $100 they earn, $25 is taxed until they reach the next bracket. After making $400 more, Going down to the 89,000 row the tax is $100 more. The next column is the tax divided by 89,000. 
the new law is the next column. This tax equals 10% of their income from $24,000 to $43,050 plus 12% from $43,050 to $89,000. The single sets of markers can be set up quickly. The brackets with its tax are cut in half. Itemizers can figure the tax without moving the scale by taking the difference off the top. The couple above, having receipts for $22,700 in deductions, means that the last $10,000 of their income is tax-free. After seven years the papers can be destroyed, if unchallenged. Source and method. Deductions and exemptions. The share of total income and federal, state and local taxes paid by income group. Total taxes include income taxes, payroll taxes, state and local sales taxes, federal and state excise taxes, and local property taxes. The U.S. system allows reduction of taxable income for both business and some non-business expenditures, called deductions. Businesses selling goods reduce gross income directly by the cost of goods sold. In addition, businesses may deduct most types of expenses incurred in the business. Some of these deductions are subject to limitations. For example, only 50% of the amount incurred for any meals or entertainment may be deducted. The amount and timing of deductions for business expenses is determined under the taxpayer's tax accounting method, which may differ from methods used in accounting records. Some types of business expenses are deductible over a period of years rather than when incurred. These include the cost of long-lived assets such as buildings and equipment. The cost of such assets is recovered through deductions for depreciation or amortization. In addition to business expenses, individuals may reduce income by an allowance for personal exemptions and either a fixed standard deduction or itemized deductions. One personal exemption is allowed per taxpayer, and additional such deductions are allowed for each child or certain other individual supported by the taxpayer. The standard deduction amount varies by taxpayer filing status. Itemized deductions by individuals include home mortgage interest, property taxes, certain other taxes, contributions to recognized charities, medical expenses in excess of 7.5% of adjusted gross income, and certain other amounts. Personal exemptions, the standard deduction, and itemized deductions are limited, phased out, above certain income levels. Business entities. The U.S. federal effective corporate income tax rate is lower than the highest nominal rate, which can be significant in part because of tax shelters such as tax havens. Corporations must pay tax on their taxable income independently of their shareholders. Shareholders are also subject to tax on dividends received from corporations. By contrast, partnerships are not subject to income tax, but their partners calculate their taxes by including their shares of partnership items. Corporations owned entirely by U.S. citizens or residents, S. corporations, may elect to be treated similarly to partnerships. A limited liability company and certain other business entities may elect to be treated as corporations or as partnerships. States generally follow such characterization. Many states also allow corporations to elect S-corporation status. Charitable organizations are subject to tax on business income. Certain transactions of business entities are not subject to tax. These include many types of formation or reorganization. Credits. A wide variety of tax credits may reduce income tax at the federal and state levels. Some credits are available only to individuals, such as the child tax credit for each dependent child, American Opportunity Tax Credit for Education Expenses, or the Earned Income Tax Credit for Low-Income Wage Earners. Some credits, such as the Work Opportunity Tax Credit, are available to businesses, including various special industry incentives. A few credits, such as the Foreign Tax Credit, are available to all types of taxpayers. Payment or Withholding of Taxes the United States federal and state income tax systems are self-assessment systems. Taxpayers must declare and pay tax without assessment by the taxing authority. 
quarterly payments of tax estimated to be due are required to the extent taxes are not paid through withholdings. Employers must withhold income tax, as well as Social Security and Medicare taxes, from wages. Amounts to be withheld are computed by employers based on representations of tax status by employees on Form W-4, with limited government review. State Variations 43 states and many localities in the U.S. impose an income tax on individuals. 47 states and many localities impose a tax on the income of corporations. Tax rates vary by state and locality, and may be fixed or graduated. Most rates are the same for all types of income. State and local income taxes are imposed in addition to federal income tax. State income tax is allowed as a deduction in computing federal income, but is capped at $10,000 per household since the passage of the 2017 tax law. Prior to the change, the average deduction exceeded $10,000 in most of the Midwest, most of the Northeast, as well as California and Oregon. State and local taxable income is determined under state law, and often is based on federal taxable income. Most states conform to many federal concepts and definitions, including defining income and business deductions and timing thereof. State rules vary widely regarding to individual itemized deductions. Most states do not allow a deduction for state income taxes for individuals or corporations, and impose tax on certain types of income exempt at the federal level. Some states have alternative measures of taxable income, or alternative taxes, especially for corporations. States imposing an income tax generally tax all income of corporations organized in the state and individuals residing in the state. Taxpayers from another state are subject to tax only on income earned in the state or apportioned to the state. Businesses are subject to income tax in a state only if they have sufficient nexus in, connection to, the state. Non-residents. Foreign individuals and corporations not resident in the United States are subject to federal income tax only on income from a U.S. business and certain types of income from U.S. sources. States tax individuals resident outside the state and corporations organized outside the state only on wages or business income within the state. Payers of some types of income to non-residents must withhold federal or state income tax on the payment. Federal withholding of 30% on such income may be reduced under a tax treaty. Such treaties do not apply to state taxes. Alternative tax bases. An alternative minimum tax, AMT, is imposed at the federal level on a somewhat modified version of taxable income. The tax applies to individuals and corporations. The tax base is adjusted gross income reduced by a fixed deduction that varies by taxpayer filing status. Itemized deductions of individuals are limited to home mortgage interest, charitable contributions, and a portion of medical expenses. AMT is imposed at a rate of 26% or 28% for individuals and 20% for corporations, less the amount of regular tax. A credit against future regular income tax is allowed for such excess, with certain restrictions. Many states impose minimum income taxes on corporations or a tax computed on an alternative tax base. These include taxes based on capital of corporations and alternative measures of income for individuals. Details vary widely by state. Differences between book and taxable income for businesses. In the United States, taxable income is computed under rules that differ materially from U.S. generally accepted accounting principles. Since only publicly traded companies are required to prepare financial statements, many non-public companies opt to keep their financial records under tax rules. Corporations that present financial statements using other than tax rules must include a detailed reconciliation of their financial statement income to their taxable income as part of their tax returns. Key areas of difference include depreciation and amortization, timing of recognition of income or deductions, assumptions for cost of goods sold, and certain items, such as meals and entertainment, the tax deduction for which is limited. Reporting under self-assessment system. 
Income taxes in the United States are self-assessed by taxpayers by filing required tax returns. Taxpayers, as well as certain non-taxpaying entities, like partnerships, must file annual tax returns at the federal and applicable state levels. These returns disclose a complete computation of taxable income under tax principles. Taxpayers compute all income, deductions, and credits themselves, and determine the amount of tax due after applying required prepayments and taxes withheld. Federal and state tax authorities provide preprinted forms that must be used to file tax returns. IRS Form 1040 Series is required for individuals, Form 1120 Series for corporations, Form 1065 for partnerships, and Form 990 Series for tax-exempt organizations. The state forms vary widely, and rarely correspond to federal forms. Tax returns vary from the two-page, Form 1040 Easy, used by nearly 70% of individual filers to thousands of pages of forms and attachments for large entities. Groups of corporations may elect to file consolidated returns at the federal level and with a few states. Electronic filing of federal and many state returns is widely encouraged and in some cases required, and many vendors offer computer software for use by taxpayers and paid return preparers to prepare and electronically file returns. Capital Gains Tax U.S. Capital Gains Taxes History Individuals and corporations pay U.S. federal income tax on the net total of all their capital gains. The tax rate depends on both the investor's tax bracket and the amount of time the investment was held. Short-term capital gains are taxed at the investor's ordinary income tax rate and are defined as investments held for a year or less before being sold. Long-term capital gains, on dispositions of assets held for more than one year, are taxed at a lower rate. Payroll Taxes Payroll taxes were among the most regressive in 2010. In the United States, payroll taxes are assessed by the federal government, many states, the District of Columbia, and numerous cities. These taxes are imposed on employers and employees and on various compensation bases. They are collected and paid to the taxing jurisdiction by the employers. Most jurisdictions imposing payroll taxes require reporting quarterly and annually in most cases, and electronic reporting is generally required for all but small employers. Because payroll taxes are imposed only on wages and not on income from investments, taxes on labor income are much heavier than taxes on income from capital. Income tax withholding. Federal, state, and local withholding taxes are required in those jurisdictions imposing an income tax. Employers having contact with the jurisdiction must withhold the tax from wages paid to their employees in those jurisdictions. Computation of the amount of tax to withhold is performed by the employer based on representations by the employee regarding his slash her tax status on IRS Form W-4. Amounts of income tax so withheld must be paid to the taxing jurisdiction, and are available as refundable tax credits to the employees. Income taxes withheld from payroll are not final taxes, merely prepayments. Employees must still file income tax returns and self-assess tax, claiming amounts withheld as payments. Social Security and Medicare Taxes Federal social insurance taxes are imposed equally on employers and employees, consisting of a tax of 6.2% of wages up to an annual wage maximum, $132,900 in 2019 5, for Social Security plus a tax of 1.45% of total wages for Medicare. For 2011, the employee's contribution was reduced to 4.2%, while the employer's portion remained at 6.2%. There is an additional Medicare tax of 0.9% on wages over $200,000, to be paid only by the employee, reported separately on the employee's tax return on Form 8959. To the extent an employee's portion of the 6.2% tax exceeds the maximum by reason of multiple employers, each of whom will collect up to the annual wage maximum, the employee is entitled to a refundable tax credit upon filing an income tax return for the year. 
Payroll tax rates history. Unemployment taxes. Employers are subject to unemployment taxes by the federal and all state governments. The tax is a percentage of taxable wages with a cap. The tax rate and cap vary by jurisdiction and by employer's industry and experience rating. For 2009, the typical maximum tax per employee was under $1,000. Some states also impose unemployment, disability insurance, or similar taxes on employees. Reporting and payment. Employers must report payroll taxes to the appropriate taxing jurisdiction in the manner each jurisdiction provides. Quarterly reporting of aggregate income tax withholding and social security taxes is required in most jurisdictions. Employers must file reports of aggregate unemployment tax quarterly and annually with each applicable state, and annually at the federal level. Each employer is required to provide each employee an annual report on IRS Form W-269 of wages paid and federal, state and local taxes withheld, with a copy sent to the IRS and the taxation authority of the state. These are due by January 31 and February 28, March 31 if filed electronically, respectively, following the calendar year in which wages are paid. The Form W-2 constitutes proof of payment of tax for the employee. Employers are required to pay payroll taxes to the taxing jurisdiction under varying rules, in many cases within one banking day. Payment of federal and many state payroll taxes is required to be made by electronic funds transfer if certain dollar thresholds are met, or by deposit with the bank for the benefit of the taxing jurisdiction. Penalties Failure to timely and properly pay federal payroll taxes results in an automatic penalty of 2% to 10%. Similar state and local penalties apply. Failure to properly file monthly or quarterly returns may result in additional penalties. Failure to file Forms W-2 results in an automatic penalty of up to $50 per form not timely filed. State and local penalties vary by jurisdiction. A particularly severe penalty applies where federal income tax withholding and social security taxes are not paid to the IRS. The penalty of up to 100% of the amount not paid can be assessed against the employer entity as well as any person, such as a corporate officer, having control or custody of the funds from which payment should have been made. Sales and Excise Taxes Sales and Use Tax The average effective sales tax for different income groups of the combined 50 states, 2007. There is no federal sales or use tax in the United States. All but five states impose sales and use taxes on retail sale, lease, and rental of many goods, as well as some services. Many cities, counties, transit authorities, and special-purpose districts impose an additional local sales or use tax. Sales and use tax is calculated as the purchase price times the appropriate tax rate. Tax rates vary widely by jurisdiction from less than 1% to over 10%. Sales tax is collected by the seller at the time of sale. Use tax is self-assessed by a buyer who has not paid sales tax on a taxable purchase. Unlike value-added tax, sales tax is imposed only once, at the retail level, on any particular goods. Nearly all jurisdictions provide numerous categories of goods and services that are exempt from sales tax, or taxed at a reduced rate. Purchase of goods for further manufacture or for resale is uniformly exempt from sales tax. Most jurisdictions exempt food sold in grocery stores, prescription medications, and many agricultural supplies. Generally cash discounts, including coupons, are not included in the price used in computing tax. Sales taxes, including those imposed by local governments, are generally administered at the state level. States imposing sales tax require retail sellers to register with the state, collect tax from customers, file returns, and remit the tax to the state. Procedural rules vary widely. Sellers generally must collect tax from in-state purchasers unless the purchaser provides an exemption certificate. Most states allow or require electronic remittance of tax to the state. 
states are prohibited from requiring out-of-state sellers to collect tax unless the seller has some minimal connection with the state. Excise taxes. Excise taxes may be imposed on the sales price of goods or on a per-unit or other basis, in theory to discourage consumption of the taxed goods or services. Excise tax may be required to be paid by the manufacturer at wholesale sale, or may be collected from the customer at retail sale. Excise taxes are imposed at the federal and state levels on a variety of goods, including alcohol, tobacco, tires, gasoline, diesel fuel, coal, firearms, telephone service, air transportation, unregistered bonds, and many other goods and services. Some jurisdictions require that tax stamps be affixed to goods to demonstrate payment of the tax. Property taxes. Property taxes in the United States. Most jurisdictions below the state level in the United States impose a tax on interests in real property, land, buildings, and permanent improvements. Some jurisdictions also tax some types of business personal property. Rules vary widely by jurisdiction. Many overlapping jurisdictions, counties, cities, school districts, may have authority to tax the same property. Few states impose a tax on the value of property. Property tax is based on fair market value of the subject property. The amount of tax is determined annually based on the market value of each property on a particular date, and most jurisdictions require re-terminations of value periodically. The tax is computed as the determined market value times an assessment ratio times the tax rate. Assessment ratios and tax rates vary widely among jurisdictions, and may vary by type of property within a jurisdiction. Where a property has recently been sold between unrelated sellers, such sale establishes fair market value. In other, i.e., most, cases, the value must be estimated. Common estimation techniques include comparable sales, depreciated cost, and an income approach. Property owners may also declare a value, which is subject to change by the tax assessor. Types of property taxed. Property taxes are most commonly applied to real estate and business property. Real property generally includes all interests considered under that state's law to be ownership interests in land, buildings, and improvements. Ownership interests include ownership of title as well as certain other rights to property. Automobile and boat registration fees are a subset of this tax. Other non-business goods are generally not subject to property tax, though Virginia maintains a unique personal property tax on all motor vehicles, including non-business vehicles. Assessment and collection. The assessment process varies by state, and sometimes within a state. Each taxing jurisdiction determines values of property within the jurisdiction and then determines the amount of tax to assess based on the value of the property. Tax assessors for taxing jurisdictions are generally responsible for determining property values. The determination of values and calculation of tax is generally performed by an official referred to as a tax assessor. Property owners have rights in each jurisdiction to declare or contest the value so determined. Property values generally must be coordinated among jurisdictions, and such coordination is often performed by equalization. Once value is determined, the assessor typically notifies the last known property owner of the value determination. After values are settled, property tax bills or notices are sent to property owners 84 payment times and terms vary widely. If a property owner fails to pay the tax, the taxing jurisdiction has various remedies for collection, in many cases including seizure and sale of the property. Property taxes constitute a lien on the property to which transfers are also subject. Mortgage companies often collect taxes from property owners and remit them on behalf of the owner. Customs duties. The United States imposes tariffs or customs duties on imports of goods. The duty is levied at the time of import and is paid by the importer of record. Customs duties vary by country of origin and product. Goods from many countries are exempt from duty under various trade agreements. Certain types of goods are exempt from duty regardless of source. Customs rules differ from other import restrictions. 
Failure to properly comply with customs rules can result in seizure of goods and criminal penalties against involved parties. United States Customs and Border Protection, CBP, enforces customs rules. Import of goods. Total tax revenue as share of GDP for OECD countries in 2009. The tax burden in the US, black, is relatively small in comparison to other industrialist countries. Goods may be imported to the United States subject to import restrictions. Importers of goods may be subject to tax, customs duty or tariff, on the imported value of the goods. Imported goods are not legally entered until after the shipment has arrived within the port of entry, delivery of the merchandise has been authorized by CBP, and estimated duties have been paid. Importation and declaration and payment of customs duties is done by the importer of record, which may be the owner of the goods, the purchaser, or a licensed customs broker. Goods may be stored in a bonded warehouse or a foreign trade zone in the United States for up to five years without payment of duties. Goods must be declared for entry into the U.S. within 15 days of arrival or prior to leaving a bonded warehouse or foreign trade zone. Many importers participate in a voluntary self-assessment program with CBP. Special rules apply to goods imported by mail. All goods imported into the United States are subject to inspection by CBP. Some goods may be temporarily imported to the United States under a system similar to the Atacarne system. Examples include laptop computers used by persons traveling in the U.S. and samples used by salesmen. Origin. Rates of tax on transaction values vary by country of origin. Goods must be individually labeled to indicate country of origin, with exceptions for specific types of goods. Goods are considered to originate in the country with the highest rate of duties for the particular goods unless the goods meet certain minimum content requirements. Extensive modifications to normal duties and classifications apply to goods originating in Canada or Mexico under the North American Free Trade Agreement. Classification. All goods that are not exempt are subject to duty computed according to the harmonized tariff schedule published by CBP and the U.S. International Trade Commission. This lengthy Schedule 87 provides rates of duty for each class of goods. Most goods are classified based on the nature of the goods, though some classifications are based on use. Duty rate. Customs duty rates may be expressed as a percentage of value or dollars and cents per unit. Rates based on value vary from 0 to 20% in the 2011 Schedule 88 rates may be based on relevant units for the particular type of goods, per ton, per kilogram, per square meter, etc. Some duties are based in part on value and in part on quantity. Where goods subject to different rates of duty are commingled, the entire shipment may be taxed at the highest applicable duty rate. Procedures Imported goods are generally accompanied by a bill of lading or airway bill describing the goods. For purposes of customs duty assessment, they must also be accompanied by an invoice documenting the transaction value. The goods on the bill of lading and invoice are classified and duty is computed by the importer or CBP. The amount of this duty is payable immediately, and must be paid before the goods can be imported. Most assessments of goods are now done by the importer and documentation filed with CBP electronically. After duties have been paid, CBP approves the goods for import. They can then be removed from the port of entry, bonded warehouse, or free trade zone. After duty has been paid on particular goods, the importer can seek a refund of duties if the goods are exported without substantial modification. The process of claiming a refund is known as duty drawback. Penalties Certain civil penalties apply for failures to follow CBP rules and pay duty. Goods of persons subject to such penalties may be seized and sold by CBP. In addition, criminal penalties may apply for certain offenses. Criminal penalties may be as high as twice the value of the goods plus 20 years in jail. Foreign trade zones. Foreign trade zones are secure areas physically in the United States but legally outside the customs territory of the United States. Such zones are generally near ports of entry. 
they may be within the warehouse of an importer. Such zones are limited in scope and operation based on approval of the Foreign Trade Zones Board. Goods in a foreign trade zone are not considered imported to the United States until they leave the zone. Foreign goods may be used to manufacture other goods within the zone for export without payment of customs duties. Estate and gift taxes. Estate and gift taxes in the United States are imposed by the federal and some state governments. The estate tax is an excise tax levied on the right to pass property at death. It is imposed on the estate, not the beneficiary. Some states impose an inheritance tax on recipients of bequests. Gift taxes are levied on the giver, donor, of property where the property is transferred for less than adequate consideration. An additional generation skipping transfer, GST, tax is imposed by the federal and some state governments on transfers to grandchildren, or their descendants. The federal gift tax is applicable to the donor, not the recipient, and is computed based on cumulative taxable gifts, and is reduced by prior gift taxes paid. The federal estate tax is computed on the sum of taxable estate and taxable gifts, and is reduced by prior gift taxes paid. These taxes are computed as the taxable amount times a graduated tax rate, up to 35% in 2011. The estate and gift taxes are also reduced by a unified credit equivalent to an exclusion, $5 million in 2011. Rates and exclusions have varied, and the benefits of lower rates and the credit have been phased out during some years. Taxable gifts are certain gifts of U.S. property by non-resident aliens, most gifts of any property by citizens or residents, in excess of an annual exclusion, $13,000 for gifts made in 2011, per donor per donee. Taxable estates are certain U.S. property of non-resident alien decadents, and most property of citizens or residents. For aliens, residence for estate tax purposes is primarily based on domicile, but U.S. citizens are taxed regardless of their country of residence. U.S. real estate and most tangible property in the U.S. are subject to estate and gift tax whether the decedent or donor is resident or non-resident, citizen or alien. The taxable amount of a gift is the fair market value of the property in excess of consideration received at the date of gift. The taxable amount of an estate is the gross fair market value of all rights considered property at the date of death, or an alternative valuation date, gross estate, less liabilities of the decedent, costs of administration, including funeral expenses, and certain other deductions. State estate taxes are deductible, with limitations, in computing the federal taxable estate. Bequests to charities reduce the taxable estate. Gift tax applies to all irrevocable transfers of interests in tangible or intangible property. Estate tax applies to all property owned in whole or in part by a citizen or resident at the time of his or her death, to the extent of the interest in the property. Generally, all types of property are subject to estate tax. Whether a decedent has sufficient interest in property for the property to be subject to gift or estate tax is determined under applicable state property laws. Certain interests in property that lapse at death, such as life insurance, are included in the taxable estate. Taxable values of estates and gifts are the fair market value. For some assets, such as widely traded stocks and bonds, the value may be determined by market listings. The value of other property may be determined by appraisals, which are subject to potential contest by the taxing authority. Special use valuation applies to farms and closely held businesses, subject to limited dollar amount and other conditions. Monetary assets, such as cash, mortgages, and notes, are valued at the face amount, unless another value is clearly established. Life insurance proceeds are included in the gross estate. The value of a right of a beneficiary of an estate to receive an annuity is included in the gross estate. Certain transfers during lifetime may be included in the gross estate. Certain powers of a decedent to control the disposition of property by another are included in the gross estate. The taxable estate of a married decedent is reduced by a deduction for all property passing to the decedent's spouse. 
certain terminable interests are included. Other conditions may apply. Donors of gifts in excess of the annual exclusion must file gift tax returns on IRS Form 709 and pay the tax. Executors of estates with a gross value in excess of the unified credit must file an estate tax return on IRS Form 706 and pay the tax from the estate. Returns are required if the gifts or gross estate exceed the exclusions. Each state has its own forms and filing requirements. Tax authorities may examine and adjust gift and estate tax returns. Licenses and occupational taxes. Many jurisdictions within the United States impose taxes or fees on the privilege of carrying on a particular business or maintaining a particular professional certification. These licensing or occupational taxes may be a fixed dollar amount per year for the licensee, an amount based on the number of practitioners in the firm, a percentage of revenue, or any of several other bases. Persons providing professional or personal services are often subject to such fees. Common examples include accountants, attorneys, barbers, casinos, dentists, doctors, auto mechanics, plumbers, and stockbrokers. In addition to the tax, other requirements may be imposed for licensure. All 50 states impose vehicle license fee. Generally, the fees are based on type and size of vehicle and are imposed annually or biannually. All states and the District of Columbia also impose a fee for a driver's license, which generally must be renewed with payment of fee every few years. User fees. Fees are often imposed by governments for use of certain facilities or services. Such fees are generally imposed at the time of use. Multi-use permits may be available. For example, fees are imposed for use of national or state parks, for requesting and obtaining certain rulings from the U.S. Internal Revenue Service, IRS, for the use of certain highways, called tolls or toll roads, for parking on public streets, and for the use of public transit. Tax Administration the total tax revenue as a percentage of GDP for the U.S. over the past several decades compared to other highly developed states. Taxes in the United States are administered by hundreds of tax authorities. At the federal level there are three tax administrations. Most domestic federal taxes are administered by the Internal Revenue Service, which is part of the Department of the Treasury. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms taxes are administered by the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau, TTB. Taxes on imports, customs duties, are administered by U.S. Customs and Border Protection, CBP. TTB is also part of the Department of the Treasury and CBP belongs to the Department of Homeland Security. Organization of state and local tax administrations varies widely. Every state maintains a tax administration. A few states administer some local taxes in whole or part. Most localities also maintain a tax administration or share one with neighboring localities. Federal. Internal Revenue Service. The Internal Revenue Service administers all U.S. federal tax laws on domestic activities, except those taxes administered by TTB. IRS functions include Processing federal tax returns, except TTB returns, including those for Social Security and other federal payroll taxes. Providing assistance to taxpayers in completing tax returns. Collecting all taxes due related to such returns. Enforcement of tax laws through examination of returns and assessment of penalties. Providing an appeals mechanism for federal tax disputes. Referring matters to the Justice Department for prosecution. Publishing information about U.S. federal taxes, including forms, publications, and other materials. Providing written guidance in the form of rulings binding on the IRS for the public and for particular taxpayers. The IRS maintains several service centers at which tax returns are processed. Taxpayers generally file most types of tax returns by mail with these service centers, or file electronically. The IRS also maintains a national office in Washington, D.C., and numerous local offices providing taxpayer services and administering tax examinations. Examination 
Tax returns filed with the IRS are subject to examination and adjustment, commonly called an IRS audit. Only a small percentage of returns, about 1% of individual returns in IRS FI 2008, are examined each year. The selection of returns uses a variety of methods based on IRS experiences. On examination, the IRS may request additional information from the taxpayer by mail, in person at IRS local offices, or at the business location of the taxpayer. The taxpayer is entitled to representation by an attorney, certified public accountant, CPA, or enrolled agent, at the expense of the taxpayer, who may make representations to the IRS on behalf of the taxpayer. Taxpayers have certain rights in an audit. Upon conclusion of the audit, the IRS may accept the tax return as filed or propose adjustments to the return. The IRS may also assess penalties and interest. Generally, adjustments must be proposed within three years of the due date of the tax return. Certain circumstances extend this time limit, including substantial understatement of income and fraud. The taxpayer and the IRS may agree to allow the IRS additional time to conclude an audit. If the IRS proposes adjustments, the taxpayer may agree to the adjustment, appeal within the IRS, or seek judicial determination of the tax. Published and private rulings. In addition to enforcing tax laws, the IRS provides formal and informal guidance to taxpayers. While often referred to as IRS regulations, the regulations under the Internal Revenue Code are issued by the Department of Treasury. IRS guidance consists of Revenue rulings, revenue procedures, and various IRS pronouncements applicable to all taxpayers and published in the Internal Revenue Bulletin, which are binding on the IRS. Private letter rulings on specific issues, applicable only to the taxpayer who applied for the ruling. IRS publications providing informal instruction to the public on tax matters. IRS forms and instructions. A comprehensive website, and informal, non-binding, advice by telephone. Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau. The Alcohol and Tobacco Tax Trade Bureau, TTB, a division of the Department of the Treasury, enforces federal excise tax laws related to alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. TTB has six divisions, each with discrete functions. Revenue Center, processes tax returns and issues permits, and related activities. Risk Management, internally develops guidelines and monitors programs. Tax Audit, verifies filing and payment of taxes. Trade Investigations, investigating arm for non-tobacco items. Tobacco Enforcement Division, enforcement actions for tobacco. Advertising, Labeling, and Formulation Division, implements various labeling and ingredient monitoring. Criminal enforcement related to TTB is done by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, a division of the Justice Department. Customs and Border Protection. U.S. Customs and Border Protection, CBP, an agency of the United States Department of Homeland Security, collects customs duties and regulates international trade. It has a workforce of over 58,000 employees covering over 300 official ports of entry to the United States. CBP has authority to seize and dispose of cargo in the case of certain violations of customs rules. State Administrations Every state in the United States has its own tax administration, subject to the rules of that state's law and regulations. For example, the California Franchise Tax Board. These are referred to in most states as the Department of Revenue or Department of Taxation. The powers of the state taxing authorities vary widely. Most enforce all state-level taxes but not most local taxes. However, many states have unified state-level sales tax administration, including for local sales taxes. State tax returns are filed separately with those tax administrations, not with the federal tax administrations. Each state has its own procedural rules, which vary widely. Local administrations. 
most localities within the United States administer most of their own taxes. In many cases, there are multiple local taxing jurisdictions with respect to a particular taxpayer or property. For property taxes, the taxing jurisdiction is typically represented by a tax assessor slash collector whose offices are located at the taxing jurisdiction's facilities. Legal Basis The United States Constitution provides that Congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes, duties, imposts, and excises, but all duties, imposts, and excises shall be uniform throughout the United States. Prior to amendment, it provided that no capitation, or other direct, tax shall be laid unless in proportion to the census. The 16th Amendment provided that Congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes on incomes, from whatever source derived, without apportionment among the several states, and without regard to any census or enumeration. The 10th Amendment provided that powers not delegated to the United States by this Constitution, nor prohibited to the states, are reserved to the states respectively, or to the people. Congress has enacted numerous laws dealing with taxes since adoption of the Constitution. Those laws are now codified as Title 19, Customs Duties, Title 26, Internal Revenue Code, and various other provisions. These laws specifically authorize the United States Secretary of the Treasury to delegate various powers related to levy, assessment and collection of taxes. State constitutions uniformly grant the state government the right to levy and collect taxes. Limitations under state constitutions vary widely. Various fringe individuals and groups have questioned the legitimacy of United States federal income tax. These arguments are varied, but have been uniformly rejected by the Internal Revenue Service and by the courts and ruled to be frivolous. Policy Issues Commentators Benjamin Page, Larry Bartles, and Jason Searight contend that federal tax policy in relation to regulation and reform in the United States tends to favor wealthy Americans. They assert that political influence is a legal right the wealthy can exercise by contributing funds to lobby for their policy preference. Each major type of tax in the United States has been used by some jurisdiction at some time as a tool of social policy. Both liberals and conservatives have called for more progressive taxes in the U.S. Page, Bartles, and Searite assert that although members of the government favor a move toward progressive taxes, due to budget deficits upper-class citizens are not yet willing to make a push for the change. Tax cuts were provided during the Bush administration, and were extended in 2010, making federal income taxes less progressive. Tax Evasion The Internal Revenue Service estimated that in 2001, the tax gap was $345 billion. The tax gap is the difference between the amount of tax legally owed and the amount actually collected by the government. The tax gap in 2006 was estimated to be $450 billion. The tax gap two years later in 2008 was estimated to be in the range of $450 to $500 billion and unreported income was estimated to be approximately $2 trillion. Therefore, 18 to 19 percent of total reportable income was not properly reported to the IRS. History Total government spending on all levels, United States. Before 1776, the American colonies were subject to taxation by Great Britain and also imposed local taxes. Property taxes were imposed in the colonies as early as 1634. In 1673, the English Parliament imposed a tax on exports from the American colonies, and with it created the first tax administration in what would become the United States. Other tariffs and taxes were imposed by Parliament. Most of the colonies and many localities adopted property taxes. Under Article 8 of the Articles of Confederation, the United States government did not have the power to tax. All such power lay with the states. The United States Constitution, adopted in 1787, authorized the federal government to lay and collect taxes, but required that some types of tax revenues be given to the states in proportion to population. Tariffs were the principal federal tax through the 1800s. 
By 1796, state and local governments in 14 of the 15 states taxed land. Delaware taxed the income from property. The War of 1812 required a federal sales tax on specific luxury items due to its costs. However, internal taxes were dropped in 1817 in favor of import tariffs that went to the federal government. By the American Civil War, the principle of taxation of property at a uniform rate had developed, and many of the states relied on property taxes as a major source of revenue. However, the increasing importance of intangible property, such as corporate stock, caused the states to shift to other forms of taxation in the 1900s. Income taxes in the form of faculty taxes were imposed by the colonies. These combined income and property tax characteristics, and the income element persisted after 1776 in a few states. Several states adopted income taxes in 1837. Wisconsin adopted a corporate and individual income tax in 1911, and was the first to administer the tax with a state tax administration. The first federal income tax was adopted as part of the Revenue Act of 1861. The tax lapsed after the American Civil War. Subsequently enacted income taxes were held to be unconstitutional by the Supreme Court in Pollock v. Farmers Loan and Trust Co. because they did not apportion taxes on property by state population. In 1913, the 16th Amendment to the United States Constitution was ratified, permitting the federal government to levy an income tax on both property and labor. The federal income tax enacted in 1913 included corporate and individual income taxes. It defined income using language from prior laws, incorporated in the 16th Amendment, as all income from whatever source derived. The tax allowed deductions for business expenses, but few non-business deductions. In 1918 the income tax law was expanded to include a foreign tax credit and more comprehensive definitions of income and deduction items. Various aspects of the present system of definitions were expanded through 1926, when U.S. law was organized as the United States Code. Income, estate, gift, and excise tax provisions, plus provisions relating to tax returns and enforcement, were codified as Title 26, also known as the Internal Revenue Code. This was reorganized and somewhat expanded in 1954, and remains in the same general form. Federal taxes were expanded greatly during World War I. In 1921, Treasury Secretary Andrew Mellon engineered a series of significant income tax cuts under three presidents. Mellon argued that tax cuts would spur growth. Taxes were raised again in the latter part of the Great Depression, and during World War II. Income tax rates were reduced significantly during the Johnson, Nixon, and Reagan presidencies. Significant tax cuts for corporations and all individuals were enacted during the second Bush presidency. In 1986, Congress adopted, with little modification, a major expansion of the income tax portion of the IRS code proposed in 1985 by the U.S. Treasury Department under President Reagan. The thousand-page Tax Reform Act of 1986 significantly lowered tax rates, adopted sweeping expansions of international rules, eliminated the lower individual tax rate for capital gains, added significant inventory accounting rules, and made substantial other expansions of the law. Federal income tax rates have been modified frequently. Tax rates were changed in 34 of the 97 years between 1913 and 2010. The rate structure has been graduated since the 1913 Act. Total tax revenue, not adjusted for inflation, for the U.S. federal government from 1980 to 2009 compared to the amount of revenue coming from individual income taxes. The first individual income tax return form 1040 under the 1913 law was four pages long. In 1915, some congressmen complained about the complexity of the form. In 1921, Congress considered but did not enact replacement of the income tax with a national sales tax. By the 1920s, many states had adopted income taxes on individuals and corporations. 
many of the state taxes were simply based on the federal definitions. The states generally taxed residents on all of their income, including income earned in other states, as well as income of non-residents earned in the state. This led to a long line of Supreme Court cases limiting the ability of states to tax income of non-residents. The states had also come to rely heavily on retail sales taxes. However, as of the beginning of World War II, only two cities, New York and New Orleans, had local sales taxes. The federal estate tax was introduced in 1916, and gift tax in 1924. Unlike many inheritance taxes, the gift and estate taxes were imposed on the transferor rather than the recipient. Many states adopted either inheritance taxes or estate and gift taxes, often computed as the amount allowed as a deduction for federal purposes. These taxes remained under 1% of government revenues through the 1990s. All governments within the United States provide tax exemption for some income, property, or persons. These exemptions have their roots both in tax theory, federal and state legislative history, and the United States Constitution. <laughs> what y'all think about that? Did y'all know all that about taxes? Did y'all know all that about where y'all taxes go? See, the main thing about me is that we listen to these politicians today, right? These politicians today, what they talking about? They talking about raising your taxes or lowering your taxes. Man, let me tell you something. Ain't none of that possible. Whenever they lower something, they raise it somewhere else to get it back. Do y'all understand how the tax system really works? Now, I just let y'all hear what these folks say here, right? This is how this thing's set up. And y'all can see why I say I compare taxation to slavery, right? Now, you ain't getting beat with no whip or anything like that. But you're working your butt off for everything, right? And them folks get their money first. Now, let me tell you something very interesting about taxation that I was thinking about when I was driving home from my buddy house last night. See, we went over to another buddy house to have cigars last night. And we were sitting there watching uh, one of them, uh, them shows on uh, Netflix. You know, I guess it was the Karate Kid. Now, he, like, he, you know, like 25, 30 years later, Karate Kid, the old man still trying to do karate. We were watching this and watching that. Right. And on the way home, it got, I got to thinking in my head. And I don't know how those two correlate either. Got to think in my head about taxation because I knew I was going to do this little here. Talk on ta on taxation. I got think I said, you know what? If we really look at taxes, how we pay taxes. Now, before you get your check, you know, put like this. Here, let's do like a mental experiment. OK, when you get your check, you just take one check instead of you take, getting that check, putting money in the bank and paying bills and all that stuff with it. You take let's take that one check that you get every just say every two weeks. You get that one check. Say you get that one check and before them folks take their taxes out, that check is fifteen hundred dollars. All right. Now, when the check come to you, the government then took about let's say the government took five hundred dollars out in taxes right off the top. The government, Michael Fica, whoever them people is, I don't know all them names. Michael Fica, uh, 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 Medi Medicaid, I don't know who all them people is. Y'all know, I know. I'm just messing with y'all. But just say they get all their money first, okay? Out of that fifteen hundred dollars, you done just got, okay? You done pay five hundred dollars in taxes initially, right? All right. Now, say you take that thousand dollars. Say your monthly mortgage on your house. Okay, or your rent. Just say your rent. You know, no, I'm going to say your house. We talking about housing. Because y'all think y'all own your house even when your house paid off. Y'all think y'all own that, but the only thing y'all do is paying rent on that property for the for the government. So now, that $1,000, right? Okay, you got $1,000 left. Say your monthly mortgage on your house is $600, okay? So you take $300, right? And so, so you take $300 and you take and you break that down, the taxes that you would pay 
monthly. Because you know you pay yearly on your taxes, right? So say yearly you pay twelve hundred dollars. Now that's low. Twelve hundred dollars for your for your house yearly. Okay. So you break that down to say two hundred dollars. It's two hundred dollars a month, right? They're two hundred dollars a month that you're paying in taxes. So just say out of you break that two hundred dollars every two weeks. So you take a hundred dollars and you save aside for taxes for your house. So now that's five hundred dollars you just they, they, they took from you in taxes. Now you just set a hundred dollars aside for your property taxes because you're paying two hundred dollars a month if you break it down into a yearly thing, right? You're paying two hundred dollars a month. So that's six hundred dollars right there that goes toward taxes in your money. Okay, now you got nine hundred dollars left. So now you're gonna go out here and you're gonna pay. Uh, you, you're gonna go out here and you're gonna buy grocery, okay? Now, when you buy grocery, or know how much you buy, you know, you're gonna pay taxes on it. Let's say you're gonna pay 7% sales taxes on the groceries that you buy, okay? So you deduct that 7%. So let's just say uh, you go out there and you spend uh, and, and uh, you spend $100 on groceries. Now, you know, a lot of y'all folks out there, y'all eat more than that. Okay, now I don't go through all y'all all this numbers. Y'all figuring y'all here because I ain't no mathematician. But say you go out there and you buy grocery, right? Hundred dollars worth of grocery. You got you got to pay seven percent interest on taxes for that for that hundred dollar grocery, right? You just to pay taxes again. Now you goes out here and you go to the um and and, and you and you pay the water bill. It's a tax and probably a surcharge on the water bill that you got to pay. Then you pay the light bill. There's a tax on the light bill. That, that, uh, that you got to pay. Then you go out here and buy gas for your brand new car that you just bought, paid $75,000 for, that you bought. In other words, you bought them, you, you bought to pay car notes on to the state because it's always a state car. It's going to be your car. you paying taxes on the state car. You just spent $75,000. Or just say you okay. Now, nah, obviously, you just spent $35,000 on, on a car for the state, right? You did let you rent it every month, right? You got to pay taxes on the gas taxes that you pay for it. Okay, now your car didn't broke down, you got to take your car to the shop. Now you got to pay taxes on whatever the parts is and the labor. Okay, because all that stuff is passed on to you. All right, say the kids need some clothes or you need some clothes. When you go to the mall, because y'all like going to the mall. See, I like going to these resale shops. You know, I like going like the Salvation Army or Goodwill. <laughs> See, because I got smart. I know if I go to the sheriff's office or the sheriff's uh Resale place over there, the chef resale place, they don't charge the taxes. So I can find some of them old clothes, clean them up a little bit, them old shoes, and I can wear them. And I still look just good as y'all because it's all about keeping your body in shape. As long as your body look good, you can wear anything. You see what I'm saying? As long as it's clean, too. But I go over there, and, and it's tax-free. Like my house, my house got a lot of beautiful, nice and beautiful stuff, I call it. But, uh, you know, I call them antiques. But really, they stuff I bought from the sheriff place, you know, just clean up everything. It looks good. <laughs> With hardwood clothes, but okay. Now you go buy clothes, brand new clothes. You paying taxes on them clothes, right? All right. Do y'all kind of see where I'm going here? Now you say you want to you 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 uh this month you want to go down to Daytona Beach. You go down to Daytona Beach. You rent a room. You are gonna pay taxes on that room, right? Now now you you want to you you want to call a room service. You want a room service. You are gonna pay taxes on that. Or if you go out to eat, you gonna pay taxes on the food you go out to eat with, right? Anything you do, you you paying a tax on it. Just say you want to go uh to to the to the flea market and buy an apple. You're gonna pay a tax on that apple. If that apple is uh 75 cents, you're gonna pay 7% taxes on that apple. If you understand what I'm saying, 
Everything that you do in this country, you pay a tax on. If you get your check for $1,500, right? When you break that check down, if you watch where every bit of that money go and the taxes, right? The taxes that, that is assessed to everything that you purchase. I guarantee you, I guarantee you that probably half when you add of that $1,500, you know, that that, uh, that, that, that that your company didn't pay you for working, probably half of that, you break that down, is in taxes. You didn't pay the tax on it for something. People, y'all don't, don't realize that. If you really look at how invisible this thing is, you know, like a guy told me, a guy broke down to me one time. He said, look at man. He said, everything in this country is taxed. The land, okay, is, has a tax levied against it. The equipment that the farmer buy has a tax levied against it. The seed that the farmer buy has a tax levy against it. When that farmer put that seed in the ground and that plant grows, right? The water that is used to water that, that, that seed has a tax levy against it. When that tomato grows, when they pick that tomato and they pay somebody to pick it, that has a tax, a labor tax against it. Now that tomato goes to market. That tomato goes to more market and they get taxed again by whoever buys it. Then that tomato gets put with some, some noodles. Those noodles then got taxed in a package. Now that whole package is getting taxed again. If you look at everything from seed to, to maturity, it's taxed. Just like us. The day that you born, the day that you pop out into the womb, you tax. Because the doctor is getting taxed. You know, doc, he taxing you and they taxing the doctor his income for bringing you into the world. And they taxing your parents for you laying up that land on that delivery table. You know what I mean? Deliver you from tax to death. As soon as you come out, you are paying a tax. And see, people don't look at it like that. People think just when the folks take their money out, they check every month, everything is fine and good. But it's not. You being taxed on everything and you just not adding all this stuff up. You're looking at what you buy. You're not looking at that 7% sales tax. And in some states, sales tax is higher than that. See, this is how some of these, see, this is how some of these government play a little trick on y'all. And I'm going to tell y'all another thing. Y'all need to listen to some of my other pod talks where I talk about money. I'm going to break it down to y'all like this here. I'm breaking it down real fast. It was a little long Paul talk here. You know, break it down like this here. In, 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 in actuality, your taxes does not go where, you, where they say they go. Your taxes doesn't go to support schools. If they did, schools wouldn't be closing. I'm going to give you a quick synopsis how the money system works. Taxes are created to take money out of, to take the dollar numbers, figures out of circulation. They cannot keep printing money. They cannot keep, listening to this real good. They cannot keep printing money without a minus, without taking those numbers out of circulation or to print new numbers. When the Federal Reserve print money and the United States gets it, Right. When 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 money is dispersed throughout the citizens, they, they have to find a way to take those numbers out of circulation before they print new numbers in order to be over inflationary. Your money doesn't go to taxes. Taxes are created to take per se. I'm going to break it down. Y'all real simple. Taxes are created to take money out of circulation. That's why they burn so many thousands and millions of dollars a day. Just put it in the fire and just burn those notes. They erase those notes off the book so they can create new notes. Go back and listen to my, my, pod, my early pod talks on money. I, I tell y'all about the Federal Reserve, how money is created. Tell y'all this stuff. 
But these politicians got y'all thinking that they need y'all money to pay these taxes. They don't need your money to pay these taxes. They need these taxes to take money out of circulation so more money can be printed. Don't y'all understand how this thing here work? That's all this is. And, 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 and when y'all talk about the rich people, the rich people don't pay their fair share of taxes. Is you fools crazy? If, if, if it wasn't such thing as taxes going to pay for our economy. If it was such thing, which I just told y'all, it's not taxes are created to take money out the system. All then they do is a, a, a profit switch on you. Rich people, let me tell you what rich people do. Tell you what rich people do. Now, me myself, I don't buy into all that. Let's make the rich pay more money. Y'all fools crazy. The rich are already paying high taxes. Now, they may not be paying high taxes in the form of what you think, like big high corporate taxes. They're not, be paying, they're not paying uh, uh, high taxes on personal wealth. But this is, how, this is how they get high taxes out of the rich. Rich people buy things. A rich person goes out there and buy a $150,000 car you got to pay taxes on. A rich person is a materialistic person. The ones that's materialistic. Some of them, some of them, man, you got some rich people that's just cheap, you know. Real cheap. They don't spend no money. They watch where they where they spend their money. But they still being taxed at a high dollar amount when they go purchase something. Because when they purchase something, they purchase something at a higher rate than you are. If they go out and buy a car, they're not buying no $20,000, $30,000 car. They buying an $80,000, $100,000, $200,000 car. They got to pay taxes on that. Everything in their house costs way more than your house do. They got to pay taxes on everything. All those, all those expenses they have keeping their upkeep up, they got to pay taxes on it. The person that's living on Section 8, they're not paying no taxes. Why ain't nobody complaining about them? You complaining about people that's rich, that's probably hiring somebody. I'll give you a good example. I'm not rich. And I'm a, I was going to say this, but talk I'm going to do in redistribution of wealth. Let me give you an example out here where I live at. And I'm not rich. Out here where I live at, these folks out here, they have, they don't cut their grass. Okay. They don't do nothing. All they do is go and sit on their front porch and ride their golf carts. You see what I'm saying? But let me tell you what. Let me let me, let me, let me tell you what they do do. How how they create right off whatever income or money they have. This is how they create. It's some people around here in these in these trucks with these with with these grass cutters on the back. They keep all the lawns. They hire people to cut the grass. That's giving somebody a job. Give somebody a job who has to pay taxes. Okay? They got people that take care of the water pumps around here, right around in front. They can make sure all the water pumps are good. Hits me how one of the Florida hurricanes come through, blow everything up. Right? Get that system going right back up again. Because we pay them people. We pay them people. Okay? We pay them people to keep these pumps up around here. So if a hurricane come through, we good. We employing people. Okay, we got people that fix rules almost every day around here. People, the people fixing on rules, contractors. We paying people, we get people jobs to pay taxes to fix people rules. Okay, anything, any little minute down here that we pay in in our in, in our in, in, in our monthly fees. Okay, what they call it, association fee, our monthly association fees. It goes toward hiring people to upkeep the community. Okay, now poor people who own Section Eight and people who complain about taxes too high and the riches need to be taxed. What are they creating? Go in any area where there's Section Eight people. People talking about we ain't got nothing. Go go to them areas and see how many people are they hiring. 
kind of people they hire to keep up their community? Oh, I know they ain't hiring because they don't have the money to. Why they ain't got the money to? You have to create wealth. You can take a, a bad community, you can take a section of a bad community and fix it up and bring the wealth of that community up. You create. You come together and create something. Do you think the whole country was beautiful before people start building up beautiful structures? But my point I want to stay with is that taxation and creation. You talk about taxing the rich. If you if you overtax the rich and the and the world is opening up now where people are finding tax havens everywhere. Places 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 where they, where they, where they can go and pay virtually no taxes on their property and own the property. Tax havens are open up everywhere. So if the rich leave your country, then what do you have? You have a bunch of bopo people. What do you have? You got Minnesota with people with lawlessness, you got Portland, you got lawlessness. If the rich leave your country, if the police leave your country, what you got? You got lawlessness. Y'all ain't thinking. You need the rich. I think the rich need more tax breaks. I think they need more tax breaks. Because the rich hires people. They talk about there's no such thing as trickle-down economics. What do you think trickle-down economics is? When a person has something and you don't have anything, but you find something that that person needs or can use, and you charge them for your service or your talent. Right? If they if they can't cut their grass, cut their grass, and they got money, then you go to them and say, "Look, man, I cut your grass for you this amount of money." Like right now, I take you an example. Right now, right now, you got a lot of cats get out of prison, right? Get out of prison, and they get them felonies, right? They can't get no job nowhere else, and I think that's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. But they can't get no job. What do they do down here in the south? They get them a lawnmower. They get them old truck, and they start cutting grass, and they make good money doing it because the grass grows all year round. Ain't nobody want no high grass in your front yard because down here in Florida, we got snakes, and you don't want to step out there on no snakes, so you got to keep your guard, your yard clean, you know, your area cleaned off. Them guys get out of prison, can't do anything. Them guys who won't do it, they, they get them a lawn service, and they make good money doing it. And then when they get them a lawn, lawn service and they grow a little bit, what they do? They hire somebody else. See what I'm saying? Even the guys that's out of jail that they, they, they want to do something different, right? They start their little law service, then they hire somebody else. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's the American way. I know everybody say everybody can't get can't, can't cut grass, but you need to find your lane. Stop asking people to create lanes for you and find your own lane. But I'm telling y'all right now, taxation, you tax the rich and richly, what you got? Poor people ain't paying no taxes. Poor people ain't hiring nobody. The rich need tax breaks. I want to be rich one day. And that's the whole point about America. The whole point about America is, is that you come here and you get rich. You can have an ideal. You turn that ideal into a creation and you can sell it. And you can make millions of dollars and you can live high on the hog. That's what America is all about. America ain't all about running the rich out. And now we got a bunch of poor people living like we in a third world country. Y'all need to take y'all butt over to Canada, I mean not Canada, but uh, Cuba, or take y'all butt down to Venezuela, where all you people who want to get rid of the rich and look with these socialist ideals, and let me tell you nothing about taxes. Taxes is another form of socialism. It's just in the form of capitalism. Socialism, what the socialist supposed to do, the government takes care of everybody. Everything is equal. We balance it out. But in social in a socialism, there is no equal in a socialism. Socialism is class. It's rich and it's poor. Socialism is to take from the rich and give to the poor and make everything even. No, there's classism and socialism also, you fools. Don't y'all know that? It's everywhere. But y'all want to get rid of the rich, tax the rich. out, And then what, what do you have? Who creates? 
I'd rather live in a country where there's a bunch of rich people, a whole bunch of rich people that ain't paying no taxes, but hire me to do their service. Now, eventually, I'm going to get rich, and I'm going to hire somebody. Because if all rich people sit on their tails going to parties every day and ain't doing nothing, they're going to hire me to do something. And then I'm going to turn around and hire somebody. And then that person's going to create something. And I'm going to move up in class. And they're going to create something. And then they're going to hire somebody. And we all going to keep moving up. It's like the Jefferson is about moving up. But what I tell you about, yeah, about taxation and, and, and socialism is taxation is another form of socialism. It's just in a capitalistic form. Social taxation is like socialism. It's taken from folks, per se, to support other folks. Taxation is taxing the rich, taxing the business, taxing the sales tax, taxing people to pay for these programs and pay for these upkeeps over here. That's what taxation is supposed to be. And y'all notice what I say supposed to be because that's not what it is. But I'm going to play the game with y'all like I'm ignorant. Like, I don't know what's going on without how the Federal Reserve creates money and how taxation is just a form of collecting these notes to take them out of circulation. That's why you have the IRS. The IRS job was created to take these tax notes out of circulation where nobody can hide these funds, these numbers. What I mean by numbers is, the, I'm going to play the evening game with y'all, why nobody can hide dollars or money. The IRS job was to find these people because we need to take that money out of circulation. They don't want you hiding a whole truckload of money because they got to take those notes out of circulation in order to keep the game going. But I'm going to play the game with y'all. Taxation is a form to take from you over here to pay for these programs. That's what socialism is, ain't it? Isn't socialism is to take wealth and the government controls everything, tell you what you can do. And we have to have these programs and it's funded, you know, through these uh, transfers, uh, transitions of wealth. Same thing. It's just a different form. Like I told y'all, my other part talk. You got rules for everything. You got taxes for everything. How you know you live in a free? You ain't living in no free society. You paying. Only thing in a socialized society, the people who who can't get wealth transferred away from them, they just live a lower lifestyle <laughs> than the upper class. There ain't no middle class. You see. Now, I'm not saying, now, now I'm going to tell you something. I'm gonna, now, I'm, let me make it perfect clear. I love America. America, all I know. I can deal with this system. I can deal with sack taxes, taxation, because I understand taxation. I understand what taxes are being taken for. And it's not to be taken to build no road, because you don't say, when I see a new road built. And the politicians tell you that we're going to raise the taxes on the rich and give you this. Okay, where that revenue stream is going to come from? The country's in trouble right now because of zero percent interest rate, because cheap money. Nobody listen to my little pie talk on cheap money. If the feds need to raise interest rates, that what you people don't realize. Interest rates needs to be raised to keep the economy going the right in the right direction. Because raising the interest rate, it takes money out of circulation. Where new money can be created. That's what interest rates does. It takes money out of circulation. Zero percent interest, the feds are just creating, uh, creating worthless money. And by politicians telling you that they're that they going to lower taxes or cut taxes, that's not good for the economies or cost inflationary because right now the feds ain't getting nothing for the money. 
That's why when you, when your when your your IRA or, or your four one k, you're not getting anything. That's why you go get a CD. They probably give you one one point five percent or one point two percent on your CD. They do that because the interest rates are, are zero. I can't say they're so low. Interest rates are zero. They they they, they can't give you five point two percent interest on on your on on your CD because they're not getting any any interest. The Fed has interest rates at zero. That kills your economy. And by them lower taxes even more, and the Fed's not getting money. They print worthless money, and your economy gonna collapse. The Fed's right now, y'all hate to say this, but politicians need to be telling y'all the truth. We need to raise interest rates. If you want to stabilize the economy, you raise interest rates. When you raise interest rates, investors like myself, 401k, I'm gonna make money on my 401k. I'm gonna make more money on my stocks if you raise interest rates. But you can't do it because people have got addicted to this cheap money after 2007, after the economy collapsed. They got addicted to cheap money. Cheap money is 0% interest. What these rich people can buy is 0% interest. Rich people are buying or uh, borrowing money at 0% interest. Supposed to be to create jobs. But see, you can't you can't turn out the hands of time now. They got too addicted to it. So they're talking about raising taxes. Where your revenue stream going to come from? You're already getting 0% interest. The Fed, the, 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 the Fed can't, can't, can't create money and they're not, and they're not putting no money out the economy because the interest rates helps pull more money out the economy. Let me explain it like this here. If the credit, Fed creates $100, right, and they have uh, just say 10% interest rate on it. I know that's high, but 10% interest rate, okay? All right. That means a dollar, a dollar is going to come out the economy, Okay. I'm going to put it like this here. I know my math is kind of a little off, but y'all smarter than me, so y'all tell me what I'm saying. If the Fed, Fed uh, creates $100, all right, and $10 of that is part of an interest rate, okay, that means that the Fed is going to get, that means that that 10%, okay, has to be taken off the books, okay, in order for a new probably 15% rate to be created. Y'all understand how this game go? Okay, they created for 100, 10% of it is interest, right? They have to, got, they got to take that 10% figure out the system and they may create 15 more percent. But if they loan to you for 100, they, give, they create $100 and they're not making anything off of it, they can't keep it, that's cheap money. They can't keep creating money with no interest rate. In other words, put it like this here. I'm gonna I'm I'm loan you $100 with no interest rate. And I'm going to keep loaning you $100 for interest rate. How long before I go broke? I think that's the best way to explain it. How long before I go broke? Hmm? But my taxation is the interest rate. That's why on the street they say, man, look, if you do this for me, man, I'm going to have to tax you. Guys on the street drug dealers say it. I'm going to have to tax you. Taxing means that they're going to charge you interest. Then you mean a drug dealer can tax you on the street, but the feds can't and create money to keep your society going, to keep you shopping at Walmart? You don't want no high tax or you don't want no interest rate. You don't understand the game. You just got to know how to play the game. But that's what the feds is. The feds is the, is the drug dealer who's saying, look, I'm going to loan you this $100. But look, I'm going to have to tax you on it. Meaning I got to have my money back. I can't keep giving you $100, $100. When am I going to go broke? I keep you $100. I'm going to go broke if I don't give you $100. Keep going $100. So I need to tax you. This is what's going on right now. The government borrowed money from the Fed at 0% interest to try to keep the economy in, uh, from, uh, from, from, from busting. And the Feds ain't getting nothing back. How long do you think the Fed going to put up with that before they say, hey, man, the money press and stop? When the money press stop, then what you going to be doing? 
We need to get the rich. The rich, don't, the rich people going to be gone. <laughs> oh, look at man. Let me get out. I didn't want to run the little talk more than I thought I was going to do. Woo! Because I done got all fired up now. Y'all, these taxes, y'all believe these politicians about they're going to raise taxes. You know, we need lower interest rates. And Trump did it. Obama did. Trump did the same thing. Trump forced the feds to keep the interest rate down. Trump, no. That's politics. is pandering. Yeah, it makes it look like the, the economy is doing good. But in the long run, he's like Obama and all the rest of them. They're kicking the ball down the road. When the bubble burst again. Because the feds pipeline has been cut off. All this thing just, and, and the stock, how's the stock market going up? Who invests in the stock market? Smoke and mirrors. We're going to talk about the stock market later too. But look here, I'm going to get on out here. I sure enjoyed this side of 13. I really did. Y'all go to y'all cigar spot and see if they got this side of 13. And y'all check it out for yourself, see what you think about it. And I always say if you can't find it, it's your local cigar spot, y'all goes online. Look online and see if you can find that JR's a hole somewhere like that and get some for your humidor. All right. Now I'm gonna get on out here. And like I tell y'all in always, y'all take care of everybody out there. More importantly, y'all take care of y'all self first. All right now.